You are tuned in to For the Love of Millennials podcast. For the Love of Millennials is a platform created to inspire, empower, and uplift melanin-enriched millennials to be the best of themselves. Each topic is carefully chosen with the intention to provide value to listeners in effort to fulfill the podcast purpose. Keep listening for more of today's episode. What is going on, my Melanin Enriched Millennials? It's your girl, A Rich Book, and we are back with another dope episode. It is the last Monday in the month of February, which is Black History Month. And let me just tell y'all, this February, it flew by, but with it flying by, there was something going on, some scandal by my Black brothers and sisters. I'm talking about Jesse Smollett. I can't even take the internet. And somebody, I saw a post y'all and it was like, a lie is a lie, no matter how small it is. Like I did laugh. I definitely laughed and not to be a jerk or petty. Like, but when I first heard about it, I was like, yo, this, this is some exaggerated shit. Like what the fuck? Like who, like who experiences shit like this? Not that it doesn't happen, but it just, it just seemed off to me. But just for the truth coming out it's like that little boy who cries wolf like this is nothing to play about people out here are legit losing their lives for being black for being a woman for being gay for being for being different and this is not something that you lie about to get attention like that's just not cool then you got Takashi Signal. Oh, is that even his name? Like, y'all, I'm the wrong person to be reporting on this. And I'm not even reporting. It's just just to show that why I am so grateful for this platform and why I am so grateful that we have this channel to inspire and empower us in spite of these types of narratives that are being portrayed through the media, that we have this positive outlet. Also, what I want to bring to your attention is yes. In 2019, 2019, a school in South Carolina is under fire because the way that they had students to celebrate Black History Month is to have students picking cotton to slave songs. Like, what the fuck? It is America. And it's 2019. We still aren't looking for 40 acres and a mule, but goddamn. We still doing this? Y'all, weren't y'all just under fire for blackface? Like, what in the world? High key, y'all, I feel like the girl from Dear White People who, and she's like, Dear White People, this is some bullshit. Come on, we can't have 28 days. We don't even have a full month. I mean, we're off by three. Uh, How many days are we off by? <laughs> we off by two to three days. Okay, we ain't got time. We ain't got time. But it says South Carolina school celebrates Black History Month by having fifth graders pick cotton to slavery songs. Yes, this was on The Root, written by Jay Connor. And this is some serious shit. It's in Rock Hill, South Carolina. But on a happier note, we have a dope melanin millennial guest. And her name is Dr. Eve Hudson. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Dr. Eve Hudson is a native of Charlotte, North Carolina, and a first-generation college graduate who earned a PhD at the age of 28. 
After years in higher education, she switched gears and started her entrepreneurial journey. Dr. Eve is the founder and chief strategist of the Purpose Professor Limited Liability Company, a development entity that specializes in personal transformation. As a podcast host, author, and speaker, she inspires, empowers, and uplifts first gens navigating adulthood. Dr. Eve is a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated and Vice President of Young Alumni Relations for Shaw University's National Alumni Association. You can connect with Dr. Eve on Instagram at Eve Hudson PhD. Keep listening for more. This episode is sponsored by the interactive journal, hashtag 30 days of consistency. I've heard many people state they've struggled with consistency. I've been one of those many people. However, I do believe there's room and possibility for change. In life, we have choices and we decide what our outcomes will be. Our decisions today will affect our lives tomorrow. Yes, live for today, but remember you have a tomorrow. I created this 30-day lifestyle journey because I desired something more from myself. I desire to unlock my creativity, my passion, my purpose as it was possible for me. I know that this is possible for you. It is not just a one-time 30-day journey, but a life journey experienced in 30-day increments. Get your copy now on the shop at www. .averagebook.com. Guys, we have a doctor in the house, and I know we had a medical doctor last season, but no, we talking about PhD, academia, out here doing a darn thing, and she's a black woman, okay? That's what I'm talking about. So, Dr. Eve, do I have to call you Dr. Eve? I got to call you Dr. Eve because you work for that. So, Dr. <laughs> Eve... <laughs> Go ahead and tell us who you are in a more formal way because I definitely just wrote, read your bio and let me just tell you, you are the bomb.com. But I want to give you an opportunity to share with us in your voice who you are. Well, check you out, gas me up. Let's just start with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really, thank you so much. Let me just say thank you uh, really for allowing me the opportunity to even be here, to be with all of you. Um, I'm ecstatic about it. Um, as you said, it's Dr. Eve Hudson. I go by Dr. Eve because it's like, it's a catch. It's a catch. Um, did she thinking? What did she do? Uh, but no, I'm a native of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, born and raised, moved up to Raleigh to go to school, of course, and, and went to Mississippi for like six and a half years. Met Boo, came oh. back. Yeah, oh. girl. Yeah, girl. Oh. Got me a Mississippi man. Met oh. Boo, came back. Um, and we have been here since 2015 now, so um, excited to be back in the Carolinas. I love this place. Started working for myself a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and actually a little bit more than a couple of times. It's really fine. It's 2019, yeah. So yeah. I just been like really trying to, you know, live my best life out here. To be for real, that's I mean, me in a nutshell. Got a dog named Maxwell. <laughs> um, I don't know. I enjoy cooking. I enjoy eating. So those are mm-hmm. some of my favorite pastimes, and I really love to travel. Just really laid back and, you know, I like to know people. I, I'm a really big people person. Yeah. But when I'm at home, though, when I'm at home, it's I'm not a people person. I want to be left alone. I got you, though, because you're <laughs> out here socializing and stuff. When you come home, you don't want to socialize. 
I just need my space. I'm an introvert extrovert. When I'm home, I'm ambivert. Ambivert. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there we go. I am too. I am too. I feel you. Girl, it's cool though, but a dog named Maxwell. Yeah, mm -mm, no animals in my future. Mm -mm, I don't see that. (laughs) See, you're funny because I didn't even think I would care so much for something that was not human like I do. Mm-hmm. But I was yeah. like, oh, I want a dog. I think it's cute. I want a dog. I want a dog. Got a dog. And now I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, but it, it's been an experience. You know, I can't compare it to having a child because I don't have children yet. But I can say he is work. <laughs> he is absolutely He's work. work. He's work. So you are an author and a podcaster. Tell us what inspired you to take on these ventures. Well, I feel like they just kind of happen. <laughs> you be like, what in the world? How, why? Girl, a baby just happened. <laughs> Three times for me. It, it's really one of those things for me where it kind of just came and came naturally because it was a part of the assignment um, that I know I have on my life to uplift other people. So mm-hmm. they became, for me, both writing a book and creating a podcast avenues to inspire mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking specifically to the book, um, which is called 1865, I set myself, my, my, my younger self, my first generation self in a chair, you know, in my mind. And I told her everything or at least most of what I felt like she needed to know, um, right. those major points, you know, in being in college. So when right. I wrote 1865, it was really about being able to help others who are coming along the way who have experienced some of the same trauma in life that I've experienced and you know, being raised without a father in my life, um, having self-esteem issues, relationship problems, trying to navigate friendships. Um, so that was kind of the, the, the basis for doing that, wanting to help and, and give back. And then the podcast, uh, which is really funny, it's going on two years, coming up Thursday. Woo-woo. Hey. So um, what ended up happening was I started it off as the Purpose University podcast, and I was just going to have people on to talk about purpose and, and, and meaning in life and existence and just living well, you know, living your best life. And it just wasn't doing it for me. And I was playing around. And as I really navigated into the first gen space, so let me not even say navigate it, as I started to own it, you know, you recognize the patterns and the themes in your life, mm-hmm. being first generation college graduate mm-hmm. and just first gen in general just has really been a big part of who I am. And so I've decided to shift and only focus on first gens, okay. Um, okay. doing interviews. And that eventually okay. became the first gen lounge in September of last year. Whoa. And it has been a beautiful experience. So okay. both platforms are created to help those um who have a similar story like i was saying earlier um essentially me being who i needed right well look at you being on a podcast about inspiring and uplifting and empowering melanin and rich millennials amen (laughs) you just alignment and purpose alignment if y'all know what alignment is then i don't know what to tell you i could say you're in alignment if you're listening to this because it's the reason that you're listening to this hello Okay, that's what I believe. <laughs> so you talked about first generation. I need you to break that down for me because what what defines somebody as a first generation student? Is it just first generation college, first generation masters, first generation PhD? What does that look like? I'm glad somebody finally asked. <laughs> um, really, being first generation from the context from which I work, because there are many first generations to do, like you said, a master's, a PhD, 
but generally someone is considered first generation um, if neither of their parents finished a four-year degree. Okay. So the framework that I work from is if you are first in your family to go to college, uh, eventually yeah. complete that four-year degree, mm-hmm. uh, that's typically those who I work with. But there are people who are the first masters, the first PhD. And mm-hmm. what you'll find um, more often than not is individuals who were the first in their family to go to college and finish the four-year degree mm-hmm. also end up being the first to get the master's and the doctorate. Okay. Okay. Um, because a lot of us, you know, want to keep going. We end up loving school. Right. So right. that's um, how I define it from the work that I do. Okay. And what what's the importance of focusing attention on this specific demographic? I know, guys, me and Dr. Eve talked a lot offline, but you definitely mentioned to me that you want to focus on this niche demographic. What is the need um, that you're servicing through this focus? Oh, there's so many, um, so many barriers of being a first gen. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. those barriers include financial barriers mm-hmm. um, for some of us, not all, but some, maybe a majority actually, because everybody who is first gen, um, mm-hmm. they don't come from low ACS backgrounds, but it is a trend that they do. Mm-hmm. So thinking about financial resources, how you're going to get yourself through school, mm-hmm. um, how you're going to manage your life after school, the responsibilities that you have to your family, mm-hmm. um, thinking about the idea that being somebody who is first gen of the 100 percent of first generation students that actually go to school, only 11 percent actually finish college. Wow. So that's I mean, I guess I could say an alarming statistic, but it just goes to kind of show um, I have a friend who talks about generational curses. And so from that perspective that sometimes you just can't see your way out of the darkness. And so to be a first gen and to be a part of this 11% and think 11%, the breakdown of what that looks like, you know, white, African-American, Hispanic, Asian um, is even more different within itself. But even so blacks are still a minority, you know, in that minority. So um, wanting to make sure that people can see the light um, and to be, you know, the example of possibilities Absolutely. because when you don't have folks in your family who are cheering you on or who fully mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. what you're going through, it's nice to have somebody who gets it and who right. wants to see you thrive. So okay. that's really been the heart of why I'm doing the work that I do. I love that. I love that. So I want to circle back around to your book, 1865. I know you said you sat your younger self down and basically told her some key major points do you mind sharing with us um, a couple of those key major points? Oh, yeah, of course. So one would be um, one of my favorites is trusting the process. Mm. I think a lot of times we, especially as first generations, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this. Nobody in my family's done this. I'm just so, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a matter of positioning yourself, um, saying, uh, for example, I'm going to go to college. I want to get a degree so I can better myself. And the part of that bettering yourself is you just have to navigate it and figure it out. You're the first to do it. So you have to trust that what you're doing is right and how you're doing it is the best that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, another part of that was, you know, navigating friendships. Um, I say that because I had trouble with friendships. It's not that I think that I'm a bad friend. I moved around a lot um, when I was a kid. My mom got married to guys in the military. And I was so easy to like, you know, cut ties with folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and also mm-hmm. just kind of being, you know, the person that I was growing up, um, I was raising a family where we ain't got time for the, for the, for the mess. Okay. And so I didn't really understand a lot of the, uh, the staying power of friendship, not until I actually got to college. 
Um, I had gotten sick and was in the hospital for a number of days. And I had two people who were like doing day and night shift and didn't know it. So I had to be taught friendship. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I say that because as a as a first gen relationships are critical for us, not just through you know, friendship, but through intimate relationships, um, our family dynamics, and and as we go on to network and do things. So I use the friendship model to just really demonstrate relationships Mm -hmm. in general. Um, And I guess another point of that would be um, making decisions and being comfortable with your decision. Mm -hmm. I wrote a chapter about when I was in college, having the urge to switch my major from mass communications to sociology, but I refused to do it. Because yeah. I was so hell bent on graduating in four years, so it wouldn't be that you know she got held back. Although you can't really be held yeah. back in college, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and just you know, I just always had the curiosity. I never explored it, and it was just that one decision to stick to finishing my degree or mm-hmm. making the change and doing the other major that was more appealing and more attractive to me. Yeah. Um, so either way, when you're faced with decisions to make, you got to make a decision and be mm-hmm. and be comfortable with that. But I would also encourage people to take chances. So those are just three things that come to mind that I would highlight. I love that. I love that. And I feel like this is not even just a book for first gen students. So don't feel like you can't, you know, find value in Dr. E's book, 1865. I definitely recommend going to check it out. And where where can we check out your book at? Um, the best place to go would be my website, uh, which is www.evehudsonphd.com. Um, it's on there. It's 1865 at the top. Um, free shipping. So get yours. And actually, oh. um, I'd offer uh, a discount to your audience if they want to get one for, you know, 15% off. So I'll give you a code. Show so we'll post the code once the ep- episode airs. You guys will listen out for the code that will you know, be at the end of this episode, okay? So I want to talk about you went to Mississippi and came back mm-hmm. home with your boo. You <laughs> are a married millennial. So what advice do you have for melanin millennials who are interested in marriage? Lord, I, we could talk about that and do a whole episode. <laughs> Girl, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. That might have to be another episode in the future but you know no I, I and it's funny I say that you know not that, that marriage is in your heart my husband and I have been friends for almost 10 years we've been together for a minute mm-hmm. so and he's first generation as well so there are some different intersections right I'm first generation mm-hmm. college graduate black female I've been you know struggling with weight for a very long time and then I'm married so trying to make sense of what marriage is especially mm-hmm. as a first gen when you mm-hmm. don't feel like you have the models mm-hmm. um I would say one, first and foremost, is being able to trust God and look to him, you know, mm-hmm. as your guide, because okay. marriage is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody wants to have, uh, as I call them, the Facebook parties where, you know, the competition of who wedding could look the best. Let me spend forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. Not me. Um, no, not me at all. I didn't do mm-hmm. that either. <laughs> but um, being able to put each other first, being unselfish, um, mm-hmm. I think in the age that we live in now, people are really out for themselves and it sometimes spills over into relationships, which can be difficult because we're thinking about me, 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 but in in marriage is we, 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 we. Uh And um, it's being able to see though, that the sacrifice of self is for the greater good, but you are so much better when you do things together. So it's just acknowledging that there's a greatness that's there. Um, I mean, those are some things I think about because again, it's, 
it's been a difficult thing for us because we've really had to make the rules as we've gone, but that's what's also made it fun for us. Um, mm-hmm. I said difficult, difficult. I mean, anything that's new is difficult. So marriage at year one and year 10 is still marriage at year one and year 10 because right. we get to know each other and there's so many things that we continue to learn about ourselves right. Right. and we bring that to our relationship. But it right. is, and I, I tell people not to be, you know, discouraging. I said, it's one of mm-hmm. the most difficult things I've ever done, but it is absolutely the best thing I've ever done. And yeah. a lot of that is because my husband is not just my husband. He's my best friend. And oh. that's why we stay together because we can laugh. We can joke. We can, you know, play. We just have a good time together. And we talk when, you know, mm-hmm. things are really serious and sometimes mm-hmm. stressful. Mm-hmm. That's when we turn on the best friend hat, you know, to a turn and put it on and like, look, I'm your friend first. I got you. So right. that matters. Right. So millennials, look, let that man or that woman be your friend and always be your girlfriend or boyfriend before you try to box them into this husband or wife. Okay. Um, Cause that's how you lose them. You know, when you put these expectations on what they're supposed to be Absolutely. as a husband, like, nah, be friends. That's how you got there. Absolutely. Unless y'all were just playing around. <laughs> okay. And I, I love that. And I actually, when I taught a seminar um, a, a while ago, I talked about what is and potential. Mm. Y'all probably look at potential and what is. And I'm actually going to be doing a seminar coming up soon, speaking about this with relationships. And if you look at what is, my, my scenario was Bob. Bob lives at home with his mama in a twin-size bed. And I told those women, I said, some of y'all will let Bob come lay up in your bed. Yep. And not to say anything, some of us would. But anyway, scenario A is you see Bob has potential for to be an entrepreneur. But the reality and the what is, is that he's laid up in your bed. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Is that a good candidate for a husband? But somebody would, somebody out there would say, but he got potential and try to make that husband. And then when y'all get married, it's like, wow, you're not doing this. But that person wasn't doing that before y'all got married. Yes. This is our scenario B. He's still living at home with his mom in a twin size bed. And you see his potential to be to be this great entrepreneur. Instead of him being laid up in your bed, he's out here hustling and grinding and, and creating business plans and, and mowing the lawn, mowing your lawn, asking you if it's okay to mow your neighbor's lawn. He's out here being <laughs> pro- proactive. So his what is is aligning with his potential. He's not looking for a handout. So that's somebody that you can, you know, continue a relationship with. Because sometimes we get caught up in potential and what is, and it's not mm-hmm. aligned. And I feel like with everything that Dr. E said, as far as being a friend, that's part of alignment. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we try to make people be our friends that aren't meant to be our friends. And friendships are work too. Yes, Lord. And it's funny that you say that. Let me add to that just really quick. Because you said that even the part of alignment, you have to be the person that's worth being aligned with as well. Mm-hmm. because sometimes we think that we got all our ish together and that, you know, oh, well, I'm just perfect and he yep. need to be or she need to be, you know, you know whatever your preference is. Oh, be yep. this person, be that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, but what you offer and what you bring to the table, are you Absolutely. worthy of that person? Um, and then the other thing I think is beautiful is being able to build with somebody. Absolutely. Like I didn't want somebody who had it all. I wanted somebody who like had the grind like I had. Um, because we are building this life together and we can say it's truly ours, yeah. not one that yeah. he just swept me off my feet and put me in the mansion like, nah, we're building this castle. Like, yep. it's together. us. Because, yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's beautiful. So, I But that. I I was sure about what I could bring to his life um, mm-hmm. as I was sure about he, what he thought he could bring to mine and, and bringing it together, and it's that's beautiful. I love that. I love that. That was awesome. Girl, yeah, so y'all... 
I hope y'all taking notes. I hope y'all taking notes because <laughs> we dropping some gems on y'all. Uh, Valentine's Day done passed. We going into the summertime. Y'all better figure it out. Figure it out. It's, it's springtime. The birds and the bees is coming. Literally. Y'all better don't have no babies if somebody ain't your friend. Don't have no babies. Mm-hmm. And they what is is out of alignment. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I ain't saying nothing. So let's go ahead and and let's talk about the world. If you could mm. change one thing about the world, what would it be? Mm, you know, this question gets me because it's like, God, there's so many things about the world, but really, I'm not going to say world peace. <laughs> um, I would wish that the people in the world would find peace within themselves. Oh, I love that. Yep. Because I, when I look out at the world, I realize that so many of the issues that are out there aren't because of people being raised wrong a lot of times because you know just everybody's bad we all have been through and are going through something and we're all searching for and in need of peace like really it's peace of mind you know peace in our finances peace in our relationships peace in what we're doing on our educational paths I just wish people could make peace find peace within themselves so that they could be all right with their lives but I believe the pressure to be so much, you know, as our society has it, to be this person to look this way, to act this way, talk this way, have this status, is what puts that pressure on so many folks um, that they just kind of like, I'm either one going to be a rebel and go against the grain and do everything yep. and yep. turn it up. Um, or on the other hand, I'm just going to kind of fall into a depression or have that anxiety and then feel the stress of taking on too much because I'm trying to keep up. But right. I just I wish I wish peace within for everybody. I love that. I love that because everything that I feel like as it relates to empowerment, motivation, and inspiration, it definitely is intrinsic and it has to deal with self first. If you yes. don't have the peace within, the peace without that you're looking for is not gonna come your way. So definitely Facts. focus on self growth and self healing. So you give a lot of great advice to a lot of us and you dropped a lot of gems on us in this episode. What advice would you say to some, what advice would you give to the person who's stuck like capital S T U C K just stuck? Be okay with being stuck. Mm. We're not always supposed to be moving and that's our problem. We always think we got to be, onto something to the next thing but sometimes where you are is where you're supposed to be not even sometimes always wherever you are is where you're supposed to be so learning to appreciate this very moment in your life because when god is ready to move you he'll move you let's go ahead and pass the collection plate (laughs) let's go ahead and pass the collection plate y'all don't understand tithes and offering the offering is to pay for the good word, the divine word that you get from, from God himself. Y'all go out here and pay these tarot cards and these psychic readers, but you don't want to pay the good people in the church with the good word. I ain't talking about the mega churches, though. I ain't talking about them. I'm talking about the rotation of the people. I ain't going to talk about it today, though. <laughs> so what was one of the most difficult challenges that you faced and surmounted that has contributed to your success? Who I'm facing curveballs at you. you no, nah, they just feel like my questions be like, like, damn, 
not a heavy dissertation like bruh i know that they're heavy they're 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 heavy questions um and it's because you know look look i guess look the off script you know i got them beforehand but i have really been like pondering on these things so okay back to the script so off script no no real talk like i get it though and i really appreciate your passion because honestly this shows me guys this shows me that Dr. Eve really cares about you guys. And this is not to say anything about any other guests or future or past, but this podcast is legit to inspire, empower, and uplift melanin and rich millennials. Oh yeah. It offers, it offers exposure for listeners, for guests and for the podcast, but it's truly the intention is to inspire and empower and uplift you as listeners, mm-hmm. as me, as the host, me getting these gems too. It is to empower um, for mm-hmm. the guests. I feel like, and you can tell me if I'm wrong as a guest, with you dropping all these gems, are I feel like that's self-empowerment too because you're able to share your knowledge with other people who, who want to be where you are in the sense of knowledge and wisdom. You're mm, able thank to you. offer that to them. Thank you. So um, I definitely want to say thank you for 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 your you know concern or I want to say thank you for your passion because I can mm, feel that. Thank you when you answer these questions. Oh yeah, yeah, it's not you know it's, look it's not a game out here and and I love the intent behind what the show is because it's we need to have real conversations about right. life. Um, it's part of the reason why I said marriage is difficult because everybody's oh marriage is so great. Oh, okay, you know I'm not I don't want to lie to you. I don't want you to I want you to have the real. Because mm-hmm. I think too far we put on fronts to make people believe something about our lives. Just because I say marriage is difficult doesn't mean that I don't have a great marriage, but mm-hmm. it is difficult. Um, anything mm-hmm. that you try to do that's, you know, diff- that's different will mm-hmm. be difficult. Um, but look, talking back around to, um, to the question that you asked, because I was like seriously pondering on things. And I think the most difficult thing for me to do, um, uh, maybe my first time saying this out loud, I think it is. <laughs> It was facing myself mm. and looking myself in the mirror, realizing where in my life I wasn't okay with things, yeah. um, recognizing what I didn't like about myself and right. recognizing what I wasn't trying to change because I wanted to stay comfortable. Right. Um, it was being able to say, you know, what are you going to walk away from and what are you going to do differently? Here's an example. <laughs> um, first time saying this out loud to you, I'm going to give you many of the first tonight, many of the first. Um, but hey, it's the first gen thing. No, I um, I used to work in higher education, and I absolutely mm-hmm. loved the field. But every single year, I had a new job, and mm-hmm. people would laugh at me. You hey, you keep a job, you keep a job, but you always have new jobs. It's because mm-hmm. I was not content with the work that I was doing, and I figured, you know, I'm just going to, you know, keep jumping jobs until I can figure out what I want to do. So one of my supervisors said, "You're a job hopper." I'm like, "Yeah, I guess you can say that, but it just wasn't working for me." Yeah, And one day I said, well, why is this not working for me? So on my last job in 2016, I left August 12th and I had no plan. I just left. Um, and I was just going to take some time to figure it out because I was like, there's something wrong with me that I can't stay on a job. And it was the first time that I had faced that truth, that it wasn't that I always had bad supervisors. It wasn't that my coworkers were all crazy. There's going to be mess and drama no matter where you go. But for me, it was realizing there's something going on with me. What is it? Right. Why? And it just hit me oh, damn, you really just want to do your own thing. And yeah. I'm like, what? And then, so like to hear that voice so clearly, 
it was a reality that I had yet faced because I was trying to fit into the what I'm supposed to be doing, but yet everything about who I who I am, who I was, who I'm becoming was saying to me, nah, you just want to do your own thing. And I started to look back at the reasons I made certain decisions to move to certain positions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was because I thought that maybe this position would give me more freedom to be right. A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I stepped into entrepreneurship that I found the freedom I was looking for. I so facing, facing myself. And a lot of times we're not honest with ourselves because, again, here I am supposed to be in academia. I'm supposed to be you know, a professor somewhere, an administrator, which I was on my way to being like, you know, top notch. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it you already top notch. You already hey, top-notch. appreciate that. <laughs> Not, but I um but it, it just it wasn't it wasn't a fit for me. And because it wasn't the fit, I had to figure out how to create create my own thing in such a way that it will work. And so that's how I am where I am now, to be very for real. I wouldn't be an entrepreneur if I had not faced that truth. If I had not looked at myself and said, it ain't everybody else, it ain't everything else, boo is you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. boo it's you look yourself in the mirror and yeah. what Michael Jackson said he said he talking to the man in the mirror yes he, he did yourself, okay yes the craziest thing Emery was on this kick Emery's my oldest she was um watching all these Michael Jackson videos on YouTube and she was like yeah because Michael Jackson he, he was black and I said <laughs> yeah boo um yeah mommy can't even explain that to you She was like, no, the white one. I want to hear the song where he was white. (gasps) When he was white. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, man. (laughs) I'm like, okay. Yeah, you don't even know how to respond to that. Yep. You just say, yep. You just say, okay. And you not. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I love that. So we're going to come to a close soon. But before we do, what, what projects are you currently working on? Ooh, uh, the the podcast is definitely one um, to, to build that and build that out. I'm looking forward to um, in the next few months or so to start having events that are kind of centered around the First Gen Lounge, um, continue mm-hmm. to build community with that. Um, mm-hmm. I will have a course that will be coming out really soon to help First Gens in navigating life. So you all look for that as well. Um, if you just feel like I don't have no clarity, I don't have no peace, I just want my family to be proud of me. Like this mm-hmm. is one of those things that I will help you find that direction that you need to kind of get it, mm-hmm. get it going. Um, and just really looking to collaborate. So doing more, you know, events and podcasts with others. I'm looking to push the community forward. So uh, yeah, that's why I'm at, you know, it's, I, I, I'm trying to do less, <laughs> you know, I have speaking engagements coming up, uh, but I, I, I'm trying to do less because I realized that we, sometimes have this belief that doing more means that we're making something shake. No. Um, yeah, yeah, but like less is, is keep it simple and it ends up being a far more powerful gesture. So while it's mm-hmm. a few things, make the few good and, and that's where I'm at right now. Absolutely, I love that. So how can we stay in touch with you? I like Instagram. So, uh, you know, if you all want to connect with me, um, I am at E-V-E-H-U-D-S-O-N-P-H-D on Instagram. Um, and I tend to build community. So holler at me. I holler back. Um, and then from there, you also get to my website and, and whatever else. Phone number, email, text. I try to be available. So um, yeah. if you get to Instagram, you get everything else you need. <laughs> yeah. What's your website again so we can get that, that book, 1865? Oh, yes. It's www.com. 
E-V-E-H-U-D-S-O-N-P-H-D.com. Try to keep it consistent so it's all the same. I'm here for the consistency. I'm here for the consistency. Thank you. Every time I hear you spell E-V-E, I always think about the rapper. I about to say, oh, E-V-E. I thought it was about to, yeah, I get that all the time. Still. (laughs) You are so dope. Do you have any last words for our Melanin Millennials? Um, If I had any last words for you all, I really think it would just be that this is your journey and you need to own it. Um, don't let people tell you how it's supposed to be and don't doubt what it can be. Um, you know, whatever it is in your life that you desire, you are the creator of that. Um, and you know, setbacks are just setbacks, but it's not, you know, a permanent thing. So just keep pressing forward, keep pressing forward. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us today on for the love of millennials guys i am so great if you guys didn't take the notes the first time please go back and listen because he was dropping it on us like salt bay out here who was throwing a little salt <laughs> salt, little food. salt bay <laughs> yes give it to me today <laughs> that's, how, that's how dr eve was dropping it on us she was sprinkling it a little bit at a time she was giving you a little bit of her love and her passion and all that so thank you mm-hmm. so much for being on our show. We oh, do not take it for granted at all. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a joy to be here. I really appreciate it. All right, guys. Make sure you go to our page on Instagram at For the Love of Millennials and connect with us. And we'd love to hear your feedback on the podcast. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. To stay connected with For the Love of Millennials podcast, Follow us on Instagram at For the Love of Millennials. If you have any questions or topics that you want to hear us chat about or to even find a millennial expert, please email us at Love for Millennials. To connect with A Rich Book, go ahead over to Instagram and follow her at A.RichBook. Don't forget to give our podcast five stars. And be sure to tune in to our future episodes.